Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing, keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows. Hello. Hey, hey, how's it going? What's up? Hey, hey. Hello. See, we already got a first comment. That's the coolest part. Oh, Slayer is seen. I can see Jason a new kid, new metal band. Nice. That I have never seen you do that before. That was great. <laughs> it's a little button on StreamYard or, or voice mod. Just like, nice. yeah, I went down the street and, I, and then I walked wow. down the stairs and I and away and then just. Dude, that's gonna be a fun bit later. Oh, anyways. Um... Anyway, I'm I'm not swearing, folks. That's actually just <laughs> an editing tool on VoiceMod. How has everybody's week been? What is your highlight of the week, Jason? Um, I created a chocolate baby sculpture. I'm not sure how to interpret that, but I want to hear about more of that later. Uh, Shannon, what is the highlight of your week? I saw my spirit animal perform on Saturday night the chelsea handler oh okay 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 yeah um amazing man i don't know what the highlight of my week is we have good ones this week me Hmm. talking to me is it me what oh is it it me talking to me yeah yeah yeah. so uh i get to talk to a really cool podcaster um (laughs) man jason help me out here I don't. Um, I, I thought I had one, and then it just escaped me. I was able to. Uh, I, I drove a car with a piece of cloth. Okay. Yes, an entire car. Okay, oh, Jason, I want to hear it. That's great. Why don't you take the comment off the, the screen tray? Sorry. We're just gonna leave that there the whole show. We'll leave the, We'll put the next one up then. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, I uh, was in here playing i think fortnite or doing something and my son came and brought being productive yeah yes being productive uh working on promotion for the show obviously Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and my uh, son comes in with a gallon of milk and a chocolate syrup so he wanted to make chocolate milk and so i make chocolate milk and so then now i have a two-year-old and four-year-old fighting over who drinks the chocolate milk and then as a smart person i decided to use the leftover milk in the gallon because it was up and i poured some chocolate in there and i just made a little chocolate milk for the baby to pour on her mouth and uh but i didn't see the ramifications of this and so later she you know i looked down and she's now poured all the chocolate on all of the gallon of milk trying to make more chocolate milk even though there's no milk in there oh and, no and now her whole entire body is covered in chocolate syrup and of of course she's having a great time uh my son is mad because she's trying to sit on his bed and um and yes my wife is not happy with me that my whole child was covered in and it was a whole bottle of chocolate syrup so it wasn't like just the leftovers it was all of it like my carpet i had to like clean it up it's still chocolate Dude, dang, man it was a rough situation that's a I should have chocolate been catastrophe it was it was not awesome i mean she it was the probably the best day of her life yeah um, i had no idea i was going to be on a podcast with dad of the year today yeah 
but yeah. I mean, in her mind, I am dead of the year. Giving her, letting Probably her drink so. all the chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, what do you got, Shannon? So, um, uh, one my episode four of my brand new baby infant podcast, um, is my best friend, Mary. And I think we, we think we're not exactly sure when she bought these tickets to go see Chelsea Handler, who I love. Um, she's an Enneagram eight like me, which means she's, you know, an awful person who had to reform a bit and not be a jerk to people. Um, and I have always, always loved her and Mary bought the tickets. And so we went, it was my first, like, um, you know, post ish COVID, uh, event. Like it was first time I'd been in a big crowd of people. So it was great. She was hysterical. Um, I would have to say if you were a white guy in that audience, uh, you probably didn't feel very good about yourself when you left, but I felt great. It was wonderful. Yeah. So that's funny because I, I very much know who Chelsea Handler is because she came on after, uh, I'm trying to think if I was just like up late when I was younger and I would just scroll past her stuff. For me, when I was younger, obviously didn't get adult comedy. So now that I am an adult, it's amazing and it's the best form of comedy. Um, but uh, that's 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 really cool that you got to see her. I, I love stand up comedy. It was great. It was good to laugh that hard. I mean, if you think about just the condition of the world in the last you know few years, like to right. just belly laugh like you're hurting, <laughs> it was much that's needed. The best feeling in the world. Much needed. So oh, thanks, that, Best Friend Mary, for that. That overeating the best food in the world i'd take the belly laughs 10 out like nine times out of 10. 100 uh um, what do you got trey well i'm gonna change mine um okay. so i got to um get paid um for scratching some surfaces not this podcast not this podcast so i dj'd this past weekend and uh, it was one of my better gigs and scratching surfaces as in turntables. Um, I actually didn't turn. I didn't touch one turntable, believe it or not, this past well, weekend. I didn't nice. need to. But uh, I felt really good about myself because the, the gig before, I didn't feel that great about. Uh, it was actually a teen prom that I was doing. And I do it almost every year uh, for our church up in Cincinnati. And um, and uh, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Like the, the kids were. So the the age gap between me and teenagers now is getting further and further apart and normally i know what they all listen to and so now i i think about when i was a teenager everyone loved ratchet music of course i'm not going to be playing that because one we're in a church building two uh it's very much mixed company um and it's not my own car which i'm not saying i just play ratchet music but i'm saying you know in the comfort of your own car you can you know listen to whatever you want within reason but as far as that's concerned, like it just wasn't that great. I didn't, there were some technical difficulties, but on my end this time around for the, for the, uh, wedding, um, I just did, they DJ the reception and it was a great time. The, the bride danced with her father, her grandfather and her stepdad. They all stepped in to dance with her. It was very impromptu. I was thought it was just going to be her dad, but then her grandfather walked up as the song was ending. So I did not have a second pro uh, a song prepped. I was like, Okay, plot twist. Let me cook something up really quick. And then somebody threw out a song request. And I was like, yep, there it is. Uh, so it was really funny. The the groom danced with his mom, uh, which they had. They danced to um, Mary J. Blige. Um, I can't remember the song name. Um, anyway, but it was really cool. They had a whole dance routine. The dance itself was amazing, phenomenal. And a lot of my friends were there. 
So uh, it was really easy to cater to the crowd. So that was the highlight of my. Was week. it was it Mary J. Blige Family Affair, and you didn't remember the name? No. Um, honestly, I can look it up really quick, uh, and so, it's in my playlists. Uh, Shannon, you should know that uh, DJ Sound Effects is half my age, um, and so, and I bet you're half my age. Yes. Sheesh. So um, I'll be I'll be 48 on June 21st. I'm not much okay. younger than you, so. I'm 43, so it it just fine. Mary J. Blige just fine. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he's a little more than half my age, but yeah. I'm 28. Um, yes, but still, it's always funny when I try to reference. You're 28. Yes. yes, you thought it was 35. I was 20 when you were born. Okay, that yeah. yes, that was a good year. I, uh, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Hey, I mean, it's it's all good. So uh, yeah, it, it makes for a fun podcast to probably Shannon. No age yeah, is we've had... my. I'm really starting to feel my age for like the yep. first time in my life, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, like I'll go to sleep fine, and I wake up, and I'm like, God, why do I hurt? All I did was sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, it's rough. You woke up with a pulled muscle. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, what did I did I do acrobatics in here and just didn't wake up through it? You, I don't know. You slept through a whole routine. I totally you were did. Doing it. You I were did. sleepwalking, but you did acrobatics. Yeah. I hope I you did know, it well. This is terrible for me to say. I did not. I Okay. I, I yeah. I Great. Really Everyone thought, here in attendance is older than me. It's fine. Yeah. I thought Olaf was older than me, but no, he is not. He's younger than me. All right, Jason, I think it's that time of the show. I hope you're ready for the cues because um, it's time. Well, I just switched to comments. I'm sorry. I'm, I know, I know. You know what? I need that. We I need you to send me the recording to these so I can actually set it up for something different. Um, okay. Uh, ready? Wait. Sorry, wrong one. I forgot. It is. It's time for a quiz. All right, so uh, Shannon. Excited. I ho I hope you prepared because I sent you that long abbreviated email that actually cut in half, and you read that correct six times I'm okay ready. cool um yeah. you're better knowledgeable uh than i am about it because i never sent an email so you're good and you're covered now right. jason on the other hand didn't get one either so you guys are both in the same the same loop uh this is a random facts of life quiz you guys get to um answer each and every question whoever has the most correct at the ends will win um we are gonna uh, try to Trey, develop some eh, i have to apologize real quick give me a second um uh it's because you're so wise and you know so much more than me. I always imagined Olaf Slanger, that Slayer, that you were older than me because you're so much wiser than me. So that's the reason why I said that about the age. Olaf Slayer's text says, uh, what? After I after he told us he was 36. So, And I told him I thought he was, uh, what, 64? 65? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was super valuable. Can we start the quiz now? Ooh, get right, Jason! <laughs> She knows what we're, we're here to we're not here to play games. We're here to uh, destroy family history lines. Anyway, so uh, oh, oh. Shannon, you get a first question. So what is the actual name of the hashtag symbol? Is it a a Guggenheimer, a B an Octothorpe, a C or C a hangy wingy? Oh, it's definitely C. <laughs> OK, OK, Jason, same question. Uh, Guggenheimer, hingy. Octothorpe or hangy wingy? Hangy wingy. All right, sadly, you guys are both incorrect because it is Octothorpe, and that is B. 
Uh, according no, to no, it isn't. Me. It's a hanging oh. wingy. It's totally oh, okay. I made up both the other ones. Okay. <laughs> you, have, you have an opportunity here. Take advantage of the opportunity. It's okay. We have plenty more questions. Okay. So okay. according according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the octo prefix refers to the eight points on the popular symbol, but the thorpe remains a mystery. One theory claims that it comes from the old English word for village, based on the idea that the symbol looks like a village surrounded by eight fields. Next question, Jason. Okay, I'm ready. What do the hundred folds in a chef's hat represent? Is it a hundred ways to cook an egg, a hundred ways to correctly prepare meat? or 100 years of chef history? There are folds in a chef's hat? Um, mm -hmm. Whenever you're ready. The answer is 100 ways to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That was not a part of the question, but we will move oh. on. Uh, <laughs> so off, next to our guest, 100 ways to cook an egg, 100 ways to correctly prepare meat, or 100 years of chef history? None of the above. Yep. This is where All those answers today. suck. It's none of those. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so then what would your answer be? Um, it's probably like a uh, hundred ways to serve Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I like that. But, but the real answer is actually in the questions. And I promise it's not a trick question. So maybe C the history one i like i think you said a just now right no i said c but do you want but me to I, say a i mean i can yeah, say a. I, oh because that's correct congratulations you got it correct yeah it's a it's hundred ways to cook an egg according to uh reluctant gourmet the pleats used to signify chef's level right of experience do you like know why i got this wrong i hate eggs i hate them and anybody all my friends really? into this are going to be like she hates eggs she had no idea what the answer to that was so interesting okay so then you don't bake at all no i like them in cake extra. i like eggs and cake but don't give me like a sunny side up scrambled. I, do, I do over hard or scrambled because i can't no. deal with the consistency of the yolk oh, that's disgusting and i'm not a picky eater but that's my only stipu oh. one of my stipulations I am all about egg sandwich where all the drippiness is all over no, the bed. No, sir, Ow. not me. Oh, yeah, let's do it. That's one way to uh, ruin the bread. Uh. So, <laughs> cool. Oh, my gosh. Cool enough, according to the reluctant gourmet, the pleats used to signify a chef's level of experience, like the number of ways he or she knew how to prepare eggs. Um, I cook a lot, and I definitely can't think of a hundred ways. I guess cakes count. So, I guess. Well, you yeah, know. I mean, I guess you, I mean, breading. Are you a chef, Jason? yeah oh i mean i've went little... to culinary school oh yeah no but i have done catering events and i have done that's right you have I've i forgot worked as a pizza chef before so yes i'm just theory... pulling i'm just pulling no his, no! His, uh, no oh my gosh he's raging mad uh shannon next question bonus question what is the hat called is it a bira a oh, toque Lord. or a riggin a riggin okay jason uh, a bira, So <laughs> she. So I'm gonna give sh I'm gonna give Shannon one more chance. Uh, apparently, it, I I am not good at the quiz. It's okay. It's okay. Is it a toke, a toke, or a toke? Um, let me think. Hold on. A beerin. A, a toke. Yes, it's correct. I can't. That's 
amazing. Congratulations. Nobody would have gotten that, honestly. Can I get that horn sound? Let me get that horn sound. Yes, I got you. One sec. Three, two, one. Yes. Perfect. So, uh... Yes, so that it's called a toke. That was the bonus question. Um, she gets two points for that. Sorry, Jason. Uh, but the next one is, and this one's actually really cool. How long was the longest wedding veil, Jason? Is it 22,680 feet? Is it 63 football fields? Or is it 4.3 miles long? I'm going to go with the football fields. Okay, that's a good answer. Shannon? I'm going to go 22, with 22,680 feet. 63 football fields or 4.3 miles? Um, 4.3 miles. They're all correct. <laughs> so you couldn't have possibly gotten it wrong. Uh, congratulations to both of you for getting it correct. There's a woman in Cyprus who set the Guinness World Record for the longest wedding veil, and it was the length of 63.5 football uh, fields. I think we're annoyed with this. Yeah. Why are you guys annoyed? Quiz. I feel like your quiz was dumb. Wow, Jason. Here's the thing, folks. I've been running the quiz for quite some time, and I haven't had a good a quiz experience when Jason was running it because he's not as good as I am. Okay. Well, let's let's ask our guest. Did you enjoy that quiz, Shannon? No. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I'm a little confused. What's happening that I don't understand? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I guess Shannon decided to be on my side today. I, I felt lie. like super defeated. My, I was hoping that I'd get like a self-esteem boost, that I would like win it full, you know, wholeheartedly, and, and none of that happened. <laughs> well, here's the thing, because there's one last question. Oh, oh, okay. And this is for the mansion and the yacht. So before you guys complain anymore about this quiz, that was free. You didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever my... paid for a quiz. Why would you pay for a quiz? Exactly. Have you ever been to public school? <laughs> what, are you, what, you had to pay for a quiz in public school? Bro, Where did you go there, to school? I know. Was it like, so many. Listen, like, let me Welcome talk. to the test Let day. me talk. Please enter your $20. <laughs> Have you never paid for anything going to public school? Uh, Like lunch. Yeah. Or your So paper? then my, I'm right. You don't pay for your test. There's you don't not pay like for your test. You, you, don't pull you pay your in card. sleep deprivation. You pay in peer pressure. You pay in puberty. You pay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, was, last question, was, folks. We're gonna run right answer. through this last segment. What is my favorite color? Shannon, go. Green. Yes, she's correct. Congratulations. Oh. It's purple. I don't care anymore. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <Her face. laughs> I don't know if Green you can tell. Green is my favorite color, right. and so I was just gonna see if that was yours too. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> why is Shannon on the uh, the show today, Scout? Well, when I uh, sent uh, asked Shannon, Shannon, why do you what what do you want to do for a better year? And she said, Hey, make children a priority. Three hundred and sixty-five days of the year. So what she's saying is that I need to have children now. No, that's not what because I said. That's the priority. That is not what I said. No. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Game I don't have over. any. I don't I love, have any. I love you so much, Shannon. By the way, this. Is, I don't this have so any fun. children, and I think not having children is like oh, great for some people. Mm -mm, I don't have kids. Wait, wait, what? She's gonna explain. So why is okay, it that we need? I'm ready. That's just hilarious. Make children a priority for 365. Days. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, so I spent the majority of my life working on behalf of other people's kids. And it is a it is a 
a life that I'm really proud of. So when I was 17 years old and in high school, I gave up the cheerleading squad like I probably should have and um, went and worked at a local um, group home there. And that really inspired the first steps of my career working um, as a therapist for young people in out of home placement um, at a very large group home in Columbia, South Carolina called Carolina Children's Home, which is no longer there. But at the time, it was nearly 100 years old. Um, and, you know, when you work in a group home, you literally can do anything. It's a tough environment. It's emotionally difficult, spiritually difficult. Some days it's physically difficult. I've been attacked, spit on, bit, oh, grabbed, wow. all the things. Um, and, you know, it definitely prepared me for the rest of my life, which I spent about five years in the foster care system um, and then went into many other uh, forays of, of a career that are quite interesting. That's and awesome. So, yeah. And so why do you think it's important? Why, why, why is it that, I mean, I guess, especially because of now where things are, how are we you know, with uh, the school stuff and all that stuff? Yeah. Kind of so why you say that. For me, um, just under a month ago, I left Charlotte, North Carolina, which I had lived there for about seven years and moved here to the Raleigh area. Um, I live in Cary, North Carolina. And reason number one is I now have three nieces um, who I think one of the things that COVID taught me was that there's going to be global pandemics and school shootings and you know, right. the world's going to feel like it's falling apart all the time. Um, I at least want to be near the people that I love the most. And, you know, I don't have my own children. So these little girls are, you know, I hope I have a positive influence on their life and can definitely play a role, um, support their parents, my brothers and sister-in-laws. And um, they range in age from six uh, one and just a handful of months old. The youngest was born in February. So for me coming here again, just a month ago was definitely shaped by the last couple of years and sort of what, what the world's going through. Um, I don't want to be any further away from the people that I care about than I have to be. Oh, awesome. so sweet. Really I got sweet. you. No worries. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was good. Um, no, that's amazing. And I think that that, you know, I said I kind of have to spend time with them. Like you described your opportunity at uh, the group home, and that's literally every day where I get kicked, punched, groped, touched, you know, in my eyeballs. Like she'll just like poke my eyeballs out. Like why? Do you, why? Why is yeah. this important? To you? I do not envy parents. Um, you know, I always wanted kids when I was younger, and um, then after I divorced in my early thirties very quickly lost that maternal instinct. Um, I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time and just was like, life is hard and transient and all over the place. Nice. Um, job was a little crazy and dating wasn't a priority. I'm still single. So kids haven't been in my um, life. But now I, there isn't a day that goes, goes by that I don't like, I don't regret not having kids. And I hope that there are people out there who see they can play a role in the lives of children without actually having to make any. Yeah. When I said there's so many opportunities. I said I have a friend who's like a You have a friend? Oh. He's like a 25-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's both of us now. I see how it is. Um but he's he he just got into the foster he just decided to be a foster parent. <laughs> and he's a he's a single dad. And so he just <clears> made a priority <throat> that he wanted to help. He always wanted to be a foster parent and he just decided, "Hey, there's no better time for me to do this than now. And uh -huh. it's like, wow, that's, 
that's pretty admirable. Like, as I was mentioning this to you before, the foster parenting, it seems like such the hardest thing because it's like you give everything you can, but then there's always the chance. Well, in most situations, they leave your, your home. And so it's like taking your heart, ripping it into pieces once every six months doesn't seem like something I really want to do with my life. But anybody that does that, I think it's an amazing um, thing because it's like uh, it's an amazing thing to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's cool, uh, Shannon, that you get to talk about that because um, I might, I mean, it's not necessarily on the same wavelength, but I don't have any brothers. So I don't get to, there's a lot of friends that I have that are my age and they're, that are dudes. And I've had that experience where um, I have four sisters. So I have that uh, older brother uh, shtick pretty much down. Um, I'm a failure at life. My parents don't love me. And no, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> No, hey, joking. All do, those, you need all those... a, do you need a foster family? Because I'm sure there's one out well, there for you. Well, right. Somebody would love so, to have you. I have uh, only one biological sister and then three three adopted sisters. Um, and it's it was interesting, like, kind of in the beginning, because I, it was very new to me um, having, obviously, family that is not blood, but is more or less blood now. Um, and I pretty much see them in every way as keeping my last name and ha always having my last name. Sure. Um, but, um, I really appreciate what you do because in that field, um, people need love and they need support and they need kind words and they need words of well, words of affirmation. They need, um, a mother figure. Um, and you fill that role for a lot of people. And I, I really appreciate that. That's one of your heart's desires. Yeah. Well, just so you know, I gave it up 20 years ago. Yeah. One of your heart's desires in the, in 20 years ago. So. <laughs> I'm so copying that and using that one for TikTok. I promise you that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean I, hey. like I said, when you do that kind of work, you're prepared for just about anything in life. And I did right. it for, I guess, five or six years. And that's like a lifetime. Um, and then I went on to um, a drug prevention, intervention, treatment, uh, recovery. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was going to mention. I oh, yeah. Mention, you had mentioned that you lived in Washington, D.C., could you explain to Trey why you were in Washington, D.C.? I think you'll like this. So when I first went to Washington, D.C., I went to work for a research entity um, that did public health research, mainly around um, alcohol use, drunk driving, traffic safety, that kind of thing. And then um, went into an organization that did training, technical assistance, lobbying and membership services for anti-drug coalitions. Really and then eventually stuff. I went and worked for the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy um during the first four years of the obama administration and it was amazing so you know wow okay happy to That's answer all the cool. questions about that <laughs> i wouldn't know what to ask um yeah. what is why I is weed this. not legal um wow. you know i think i think it will not be not that i care it's just it, right. it is a topic right i think it will be um I would have to say that I, I am I have been and always will be for the decriminalization of drugs. Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe that we need to be prosecuting people who are addicted. Um, I believe we need to be doing what we can to increase access to treatment and services that they need. There are not enough beds for people out there who want to get sober to get sober. Um, and and drug treatment is not well funded. <clears throat> In terms of legalization, you know, people can look across the world and there's lots of of examples out there of, you know, countries that have legalized and decriminalized 
um, recreational drug use, but there's, you know, there's, there's a slant there. And I think we have to be careful. I'm not sure we live in a country that can handle the legalization of any and all drugs. Um, we, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't smoke it if it was legal. So for me, it's Same. not a legal Absolutely. or not legal thing. Um, <clears throat> it's not something that I would ever do, but you know, I, I don't think we should be putting people in jail for, you know, marijuana possession. Um, that's dumb. I think I think it's insane how many people are in jail, right, for for having an ounce on them or having whatever, you know, and they have these petty crimes that they're put in jail for. And there's just not there's more funding in the jail system than there is, like you said, rehabilitation and Correct. helping somebody out that's been addicted to heroin their entire life or somebody that's uh, if they've made it that far, like um just things that really were not were, were oh there's a i don't know if it was in california or somewhere else they were worried more about homeless people living under a bridge than they were rehabilitating those homeless people so what they did was they put up spikes underneath like right. concrete concrete pyramids right so that you can't lay down comfortably underneath the bridges and so it's yeah, like okay <clears throat> so we're, mo we're we're more worried about getting people out of public areas than housing them and giving them food and clothing when clearly it's like you know people are like they walk past somebody oh get a get a job you bum whatever it's like so where's their phone coming from so that they can get updates when they and their emails when they need mm -hmm. to be you know there's a shift change or whatever you know what currency are they going to come into to get a new pair of clothing you know shower showered coming in clean and you know come correct uh inside the workplace you know what i'm saying the, all this stuff that you think about that we're not worried about. Right. Well, and let's be honest, uh, you know, the most of the people that are in prison for marijuana possession and or distribution are black men. And I think it's largely been built to, you know, I mean, systems aren't broken. They're built to get the exact outcomes that they're designed that they're getting. And so I think that that has been a mechanism for keeping black men in jail. Wow, and it's I really, up. really brought flows for you down. No, no. <laughs> we like talking about serious things. It's okay. One of, we'll, one of we'll... my, I said the uh, the my uh, my best boss, uh, which is right here, uh, be the change. Uh, Saul Paul, he always talks about this. He actually himself was put into prison and got out of prison and graduated from college from UT and then went on to make a living, telling people that hey you can do better and the system might try to stop you but you still can be the change and you still can be different and and you know and honestly working for um men like that is the most important thing for me like be able to work with people that are able i mean he always makes the joke he's like because he's a felon he couldn't get a real job so he made mm -hmm. his own right and uh now he tours the country the dude's a two-time grammy nominee you know what i'm saying but he went from a he went from somebody trying to take him down to like taking over the world and it's just an amazing thing but it's uh you're right it's uh it's crazy i said i've been in a car before where i was driving the cops pulled us over and then went to the passenger side and asked the black guy for his license right of course it's like i'm literally driving the car <laughs> if we're in his neighborhood he lived in a rich neighborhood and it's like come on guys like uh, whatever yeah yeah it's no, the state of the world situation. we're in it's the state of the world we're in, and um, that's why I think we got to make kids kids a priority. Yeah. <laughs> Three hundred and sixty-five. 
now I do have a dumb question. Um, what is uh, the most? What is the the top question that people ask you, Shannon, when they find out that you worked in the Obama administration? Administration. What's your number? What is your number one question asked? People always ask me if I met the president. Um, and I, I did not ever like meet him, shake his hand. So let me explain to you what it's like to work for the white house very quickly within the executive office of the president of the United States. There's like 10 or 12 individual offices. Um, so these are smaller governmental organizations that support the president's mission agenda, whatever. Um, and the office of national drug control policy happens to be one of those. And that's where I worked. And the one time that I was in the room with the president, because there's about 2,200 people that work for the executive office of the president. This does not include Department of Defense, HHS, none of that. Those are big, huge federal organizations. This is a quite a small circle of humans. Um, so about 2,200 people. I did get to go to the White House Christmas party one year when I was there and got to be probably 15 feet from the president. He gave a nice welcome to all of us. We were having bourbon in the White House. But I will tell you, the most amazing person in that whole room was Michelle Obama. Wow. Um, she is physically one of the most strikingly beautiful individuals I have ever seen. Her presence is like an angel um, she's much more comfortable in front of a crowd than he is. Um, so basically what you're saying is when she walked in the room, you heard, oh, yeah, yeah. that would be it. Um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. So, you know, but other things, <coughs> other things that I had access to were we could go watch Marine one land and take off. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you actually enter from oh, the... At first, I thought that meant that you got free tickets to the movie The Marine by John Cena. No. Um, no. No, no, not, not quite. And his um, name is John Cena! I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. He threw, he threw me a bone. You're literally ruining my White House story. <laughs> I mean, who does this? Who invites Shit someone on their podcast? <laughs> Who invites someone on their podcast and then it's like, let me play this dumb sound in the middle of the video. <laughs> Shannon's plot twist is going to be like, but the cooler part is that John Cena was there. <laughs> so, hey, the best part is I dated John Cena. <laughs> How Actually, about he's, he's, he just walks in, dropping his like towel. <laughs> like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't even know who John Cena Shannon. is. Oh, wait, 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 please tell me you're joking. I don't know who that is. We'll talk later. That's fine. Please, please continue with your amazing story. It is amazing. We're just, we're just here. Y'all are just some, jealous because you spice. didn't get to do this and I did. And so we're a hundred percent jealous. That's, yeah. That's, so you walk in through insecurity makes us make jokes because we wish we were you. And so now we have Jason, to make let fun her of it. finish the story. No, I'm not going to do that. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, as Marine One lands and takes off, and that's really kind of it. It's great. And I met, <laughs> I met the dog, Bo Obama, and that was fun. And um, wait, so wait, what? You, so you did what? What do you want to know the about dog. the story? The dog. You. <laughs> the dog Obama. Shannon's great. He's yeah. So the dog is really cute. Mm -hmm. Yep, he's great. Um, <laughs> anyway. 
I'm not going to tell you any more White House stories because you apparently don't appreciate them. <laughs> Jason, what have you done? I feel like this is Jason's fault. It's not even my fault. I'm just yeah, here with the I, soundboards. Now, my, my real question, though, is like how many like you said you have the opportunity to do this. How many times did you actually watch Marine One go up and down? Because I here's the truth. I would pretty much knowing me. If they did that every other day, I would be literally be there. That would be just a part of my work schedule. So like, probably no Jason's... six times. Six times. Um, six more I times probably... than either of us. Yeah, so, ever. and also realize these 2,200 people, we don't all work in the White House. The White House is actually quite small, and the West Wing is about the size of my living room. Um, Interesting. So, so we could, you know, I've probably been in the White, I've probably been in the White House itself a hundred sometimes, and the West Wing still more than me. Yeah, it will always be more than you. It will always. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna welcome. make it my life's goal just to just to 101 you. Okay, do it. Um, and then the West Wing is actually quite cool. It's it's really neat um, to see the West Wing itself. And then there there you know whenever you're working for the White House, you somehow or another always have to get into watching the West Wing, the television show, and they turn it into a drinking game where anytime they say your your agency's name in the show, you're like supposed to take a shot. I think they say O and DCP twice. That, that's it. Oh, that's a good drinking game then. Yeah. I mean, I was. For you, really especially. Sober. Yeah. You can just like watch your bales lose their minds. Right. That's you just but, take um, the strongest two shots of your life and then you'll be great. It was an amazing time. Um, taking my parents to the West Wing is pretty amazing. Um, my parents were super young when I was born. Um, probably not ever thought any of us would be able to go into the White House right. or the West Wing, much less um, work for it. And so it was a pretty amazing accomplishment in my life. That's really That's cool. cool. Yeah. Well, if you ever get anybody else who worked at the White House on your show, um, they won't be as good as me. Well, you're wow. the only person that we've ever had the work to the White House. White House. And the work to the White House. What was that? What? Words? Let me try again. Let me try again. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Jason, we're getting ridiculed and humiliated on our own show. It's great. It's, it's, yeah, she's having a great time. I see that. Oh, uh, now, I thought else, this was a comedy show. I can be funny. I mean, you could be mean and make me. I'm going to cry at the end of this. No, show. you're not. What's, no, what's you're not. I'm just going to. Well, I'm going to cry, but for other reasons. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do, and it probably makes me another dad of the year thing, is that anytime I fake cry, my son will run from wherever he is to make sure I'm okay. That's amazing. Which, which really makes Q it. Boston. The problem here is probably because I've cried so much, especially when uh, the, I first was at home all the time with him. I would definitely cry all the time, feeling like I was a failure as a person. But you know, I don't feel that way anymore. But, uh, no, but Shannon, now I laugh. What is the yes. craziest story that you can Thank talk you. about that you can't talk about that's not redacted or? I was you know. trying to move to her podcast, but whatever. Well, she's talking about the White House. Okay. Um, all right. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? I mean, what's like the craziest story that you've had while working in the White House that you actually can talk about? So, the, so craziest story, or you want like my best story? Your best story. All right. So I was like I told you earlier, I was able to um, get people tours into the White House, and so I sometimes would do it for friends of friends. Like people would come to my office, sure. and I wouldn't even know who they were. Um, they'd be like, I'm so-and-so's friend. I'm like, great. We're just going to walk over here. I'm going to get you through the two checkpoints and then we're, I'm done. So this family shows up, mom, dad, daughter's about 12 ish and a little boy who's six years old. And he has the most amazing speech impediment that I have ever heard. 
and he I'm takes ready. my hand and the mom is like, I mean, I don't really know these people. He takes my hand and we walk across Pennsylvania Avenue around 15th to the back side of the White House. And the entire time this kid is asking me about every tree, every bush, every park bench, every person. And the mother is like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. But you should just know I'm making all of this up. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, that's literally the joy, joys of being So a we, I was like, I am going on this White House tour because I have got to see this little kid. He's going to be great. So I told him, I said, in every single room in the White House, there are Secret Service officers. And they know about everything in that room. You can ask about every picture, the fireplaces, the curtains, the rugs. I mean, you can ask them anything and they'll know the answer. So we get in, still holding my hand. Mom is like, oh, my God, the 12 year old hasn't said a word. And dad is like, I don't know these people. I'm not with I'm not with any of these people. So we get through and he stops and he, we're in the red room and he asks to go, what about that painting? And what about that painting? But of course, in his wonderful little speech impediment voice, six year old kid voice. And, you know, so you get outside, you come out on the north side, which is the square side of the White House. And there is a secret service or secret service officer standing there in full SWAT gear big massive machine gun thing on his chest and the little boy looks at him and he goes can i ask that man a question and the mom was like oh my god just can we let's just go and i was like just hang on a minute i mean let me let me go over here so i look at him and tell him i'm gonna approach him so he doesn't like shoot me um and so i walk up to him and i said this little boy wants to ask you a question i think I said, he's been hysterical this whole time. I said, so do you mind? And he said, of course not. So I signaled to him. I was like, come over here. So the little boy walks up to him and he looks up at the man, like just totally traces his whole body with his little six-year-old six eyes. And he goes, are you a transformer? <laughs> and this, so this guy, this guy takes this moment and makes it unbelievable. He unbelievable. He goes, "Why, yes, I am." And that and little boy was like, "How are you here? How are you here? And not in my toy box at home? How are you here?" And the mother and the father were like just dying. I was like, "Whole life made." Best story at the White House ever. That was is that beautiful. Boy. Yeah, make children a priority. Three sixty five seems yep. to be a theme. That in my is life. so beautiful. That's actually amazing. I, I would totally play that up if I if I was ever in the area and I was He's asked about that question. To buck stuff here comes. Well, <laughs> I wasn't, but that's exactly what I would have done. I would have I done my whole Transformers bit. So we can do that later, though. Okay. We want to get into her podcast. We want to get into Shannon's podcast. Yeah. So Shannon, you have lived this awesome life, done a lot of really cool things, and for some reason you decided, hey, I'm gonna start a podcast. I know. So this is this has been a really amazing journey for me. And um, so in uh, October of 2017, I was actually laid off from a job and it devastated me. Um, I spent about four months, 126 days unemployed. And wow. so <clears throat> let's just think about this for a second. This person who's Worked in group homes and survived that. Worked in drug prevention for 17 years, survived that. Got a job at the White House, achieved that, and now I'm unemployed. 
Wow. Right. And so it was a blow to my ego 150%. Um, you know, I'm a single income earner. I'm not married. And, you know, I didn't really know how long I would be unemployed because I have such a strange resume. And a lot of times people don't know what to do with the White House job. They're kind of like, what does that really mean? Wow. Yeah, it's, it doesn't translate well outside of D.C., um, hmm. to be honest with you. So I got a job um, in clinical research, which was this hard left turn. If you were to look at my resume, you would go, OK, group homes, drug prevention, public health. blah blah. Oh, go run clinical trials. Didn't know a clinical trial from the hole in the ground, knew that they existed. But these friends of mine had a company that was in startup phase. They called me and said, hey, will you come work for us? And I was like, sure. What do you do? And they said, we run clinical trials. I was like, I don't know how to do that. And they're like, don't worry about it. We'll teach you everything. And they absolutely did. And I eventually became COO of that company um, and loved it, loved every minute of it, um, loved every person that I worked with there. And um, as I, when I got that job, I started documenting on Facebook um, one day of employment after 126 days of unemployment, two days of employment, three days. So I went all the way to 126 days on Facebook. And people kept saying, you should turn this into a book. You know, this is this is something. And I was like, ah, OK, so eventually I actually found a local publisher um, out of Davidson, North Carolina, through a friend of mine. And we were on our way to publishing the book. Um, I had worked out a deal with her as to how this was going to happen. Um, she's a book. She's a book editor and shopper. So she knew how to market it for me. Um, we were in the editing process and then I just was like, I don't want to relive this again. And I don't want to be the person that people come to when they lose their job because I had turned into that and that was not what I wanted to be. Um, and I was still reeling from it all. And, and I still, <clears throat> I mean, I had never been to therapy for myself in my life, um, until that happened. And I definitely think I have some workplace trauma from what I experienced and definitely have a little bit of PTSD, from just always thinking the shoe's going to drop again mm. um, because things like that don't happen to me. Uh, and I used air quotes for people who can't see us, um, but it ha can happen to anybody and it happens to everybody. And it is one of the most, I would say, humanizing experiences when you're a, you know, white educated woman who has an amazing track record and career. Um, I have had lots of experiences. Um, if you listen to episode one of 126 days stories on life and work, you will hear about some things that I experienced while I was um, unemployed. I actually started working on the mayoral campaign for Vilaus in Charlotte, North Carolina, and <laughs> went to an event, thought I would be like checking people in. I mean, I had a lot of time on my hands. Why not work for a campaign I cared about? Um, and I ended up being the bartender. And we were at Harvey Gantt's house and he is the first black mayor of Charlotte, North Carolina and very, very loved in that city. And a woman dropped her red wine all over Mrs. Gantt's white carpet. Oh. And I'm down on my hands and knees. <laughs> yes. Down on my hands and knees trying to scrub this red wine out of the carpet. And I look up and there's the governor of North Carolina. Roy so he Cooper. thinks you did it. Well, he may have, but more than anything, I had gone from working for the White House planning events like that to being oh, the bartender yeah. cleaning up the spilled wine at an event like that. 
And it was just an eye-opening moment that nothing in life is guaranteed and um, bad things do happen to good people. And so I didn't write the book. Went on, worked, became successful in the clinical trial world and, and got very lucky with, with, you know, my friends sort of saving me from the land of unemployment. Um, left that job just in April. And I have a new job that I've been doing just, uh, you know, six weeks or so here in, here in Cary. Um, and I guess it was November. It was a Friday night. I'd had a little too much wine. And I was like, why am I not doing a podcast? I love podcasts. I'm a podcast freak. I listen to, I listen to podcasts all the time. Why am I not doing a podcast about this? Right. Because it also couldn't be about me. The one thing I know is that when you make things about yourself, you will screw it up. And I was like, everybody has this story. Everybody has a story about how their life and their work intermingle, mix, and mash up. And so I'm going to give people a platform to tell that story. Because if you've had a job or if you face unemployment, you have this story. If you have a life, <laughs> you have this story. And thus far, um, you know, the people that have agreed to be on my podcast have blown me away. I will be releasing, I think, the 14th episode this Thursday. That's I'm awesome. Going, Congratulations. Yeah, I'm going back into um, recording. I just went back into recording last week. So, you know, anybody has a crazy work and life story, um, you know, hit me up at 126daysinfo at gmail.com and we'll, we'll get you on. So that's what happened. I love doing it. Um, I love that people are willing to share their story with me. My, my recording a couple of weeks ago was with a friend from high school who's a firefighter. Um, he became a firefighter after 9-11. Who's just gone through oh, COVID wow. as a firefighter, which definitely changed their world. Um, this week I'm talking to a friend of ours that we also grew up with. Who's now the deputy, deputy chief of police at a small department here in the Raleigh area. He was like a total class clown. You would have never thought he was going to be a cop. Um, and you know, I, I feel really lucky and it's not like it has a ton of downloads or anything like that, but I do love that people are loving it so far. So, you know, that's always you, good. Yeah. If you heard that chirp, that was my dog making a i wasn't sure if jason farted or not well you know i just didn't want you to think that i had farted if you did it didn't matter it was Edie. that's awesome well congratulations that sounds amazing thanks y'all and as we we always tell people you know the fun part is once you figure out what you want to do just keep doing it even if like even if like people don't listen to it and what, what you will learn is your amount of time that you're editing it now will disappear uh, after a while. You don't edit. I pay somebody to do it. Oh yeah. No, well, I then there to, you go. You don't have that uh, problem. Yeah. I, started, I mean, I would edit it like for four hours. Yeah. If I had to edit it, it would have never gotten out. And so, um, I was on a amateur podcast group on Facebook and found this guy who said, I'll do it for you. He and I had a phone call, um, and so I get four episodes from him a month for a very reasonable price that I can afford. And my goals, you know, I have goals for the podcast that it pays for itself. So, you know, I have mechanisms for people to support it and that it gets a certain number of downloads by the end of the year. Other than that, I just do it because I really do believe everybody has a story about how life and work either work out or get screwed up and have to work out again, you know, and um, work is like everything, whether you're a corporate, you know, 
CEO or stay-at-home dad. You know, I mean, a job is a job is a job. And regardless of how successful you are or where you are on the ladder in people's minds of work, it's all hard. And it all impacts our, our daily life. And, you know, right now in the middle of the great resignation, um, you know, certain industries really being decimated by COVID or being rebuilt and, and boomed by COVID. You know, it's very interesting what's happening out there. And, and um, so I just want to give people an opportunity to talk about it. That's awesome. That's such an awesome platform. I mean, cause there's, you have a plethora of people that have stories. N name a person. They have the story, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. I, I think what's cool about corporations is they now have figured out if they haven't already that working from home is okay. You don't have to be inside of a building and you yeah. get the same amount of work. I mean, cause if people are going to work, right? Sure. I mean, people slack off if they're at home or, I mean, people play games on their computer when they're at the workplace, but it's like, you're going to get work completed regardless of where you're at if you want to get paid. So yes, 100%. So my thing about working from home, I don't love working from home. I, I prefer a hybrid. I can tell you on the days I do or have worked from home, the fact that I can throw a load of laundry in, sit down, get going, make a sandwich, walk the dog, switch the laundry out, work, da 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 da, and like move around, you know, sort of the pot of my house so that my work and my life feels balanced um, is. I think it's very empowering to people and it makes me want to work for a place that allows me to do that and have that kind of balance. That's awesome. Yeah. And bosses, it's really that simple. There's nothing complex about working from home. It's really that simple to give free people the freedom to have your trust and to deliver the same product they were when they were in your office while also being able to not let the laundry pile up. Yeah. Nothing complicated about that. I, I live at the house and work with my kids and I still let the laundry pile up. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> That's because you're dad of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. We love, try. we love that about you. Thanks. Yay. Um, but uh, Trey, is there any questions that you would like to ask? Um, Shannon, anything that you can think of? Uh, this would be your time. Uh, did, are you also a therapist? Yes. So I have a master's degree in counseling and actually was talking to best friend Mary the other day um, and thinking about going back and renewing my license. Wow. What is some great advice for people who have never had a therapist or kind of scared of the fact of seeing a, sh a shrink? Right. Great question. Um, first of all, interview them because they're about to dig all up in your business. So the first couple of sessions should really be, are they going to be able to meet your needs and help you reach whatever goal or endpoint you're trying to get to? So don't think of a therapist or a counselor as some guru that's going to like, you know, give you all the answers. I mean, essentially the answers are within you. You've just got to clear away them up to get to them. Um, so you really need to make sure that you choose a therapist that's going to challenge you and push you in the ways that you need to be pushed, but also nurture you in the ways you need to be nurtured. Um, I am actually a therapist who hates therapy, although I do go. Um, I've also had several experiences of, um, counter transference, which is where 
there's a couple a couple ways to define that but it's usually where a therapist is almost using your therapy for them i don't present oh. as super difficult um i often just need to be you know like i need like a gut check kind of situation um but i also had a therapist a couple years ago who terminated therapy with me because he wanted to date me and that was one of the most disturbing things that has ever happened to me in my life wow yeah. i've never heard of that yeah again, so I've, people heard of, I've heard of stories like that but i've never heard okay wow yeah so the thing is therapists are people they that have people they have people feelings and so luckily when this situation arose i called the director of the practice and i told her who i was and i told her what i was capable of and that i had a master's degree in this mess and that i would fight tooth and nail and i had the resources and the time to know how to do it but if she came up with a treatment plan for him that i signed off on and that his entire caseload was assessed for anybody that was at risk of experiencing countertransference from him that I would not report him and that if he ever saw me out in public, he better run like hell because I was going to make a scene. I was, I was actually this was very therapist. This was my therapist um, a couple years ago. It, I, I had to ride past the therapy office every day and it still bothered me. He scared me. He literally scared me. He actually called me into his office at the end of the day on a Friday to give me a book. And I go to pick it up because it's on the way home to my house. And, um, get upstairs to his office and realize I'm the only person in there. Yeah. Okay. Total, total crap. So interview wow. your therapist, get recommendations from other people. Wow. Never Next question. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm, it's, it, you were mentioning that it's like so easily anything from, uh, I'm still traumatized from my last time I got fired from my job. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why it bothers me to this day, but still every once in a while I'll be like, Oh, I know, because they made up a bunch of stuff about me. And it frustrates me because it's like, but I thought I was doing, but you know, it's like, why does that hold against me? But that situation you're talking about is just insane. It's like, you didn't ask for that. You were trying to get better. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it's crazy. why when people ask me, like, how do I find a therapist? I'm like, interview them. Interview them and do not pick one until you know in your gut that that's the one for you. Now, even so say 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 you like the guy. Mm -hmm. that's that's like wouldn't that be unethical or wouldn't that be like a breach of something or 100 percent, it is he I should mean, have never 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 come to me with that so if you guys had stopped sessions and two years later still couldn't that still couldn't have been a thing i wouldn't as a therapist I'm just curious this is this is so new to me so as a therapist no i would i would never date a client i don't care if it'd been 25 million years oh, there's wow, just man. something messed up okay. about that i mean when you are the person who someone has entrusted their deepest darkest secrets to now mind you i'd only been to therapy with him twice thank goodness um oh, wow. oh, really geez, i thought so he, I, shush, I thought he'd been a long time uh okay wow no, apparently I'm just that, that amazing, that, and he saw I mean, it. Hey, you are apparently, amazing, but uh, I uh, yeah, the proofs in the pudding. <laughs> too, wow, he just like mm, that. Yeah, wow, it's messed up. Yeah, it's messed up. What's your well, next that, question about finding a therapist? Um, <laughs> uh, well, like, I don't know what to ask now. Yeah, um, no, but I, I think I really, I'm good for questions. <laughs> now this is the point where you get to you get to uh pedal whatever wares you'd like to is there anything you want to tell people about or a way to find your podcast or any other thing 
This yeah, is the time so 100, 126 Day Stories on Life and Work is on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Audible, what, are, what else is out there? Stitcher, Spotify. Um, you can find me on Instagram, 126 Days Pod, Twitter, 126 Days Pod, Facebook, 126 Days Stories on Life and Work. If you are interested in being on the show and telling your story, you can reach me at 126daysinfo at gmail.com. Dope sick, nasty. And I put it in and the there's the info on screen. Yep. Say what? Everybody's looking for it. It's in the comments. So there you go. So, um, but yeah. So no, very cool. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, You've been an awesome now, guest. Uh, Trey, I think it's that time. Is this time when I get Jason. my rap song? Oh, that'll be in Almost. a few seconds. Almost. Oh, come on. It's about to happen. Trey, it's about that time. Uh, what time are you talking about, Jason? It is time for me to be ready for stuff. Um, it's time. It's time for us to really talk about that giant Pokeball behind you. Is there a Pikachu in there? Yes. Do you have a, do you, or do you have a Pikachu held captive behind you right now? If I had a Pikachu, he'd never be po put in a Pokeball. So it's something else. I'm not sure what he, it is. Because he'd, he'd be on Absolutely. your shoulder. He'd be absolutely at all times. Yeah. Okay. You would never touch the floor. Uh, no, okay. I don't think. It, all right. I think what he's talking about is it's time for question of the day. The gong was not planned, but I like that. And I think we'll do that from now on. Anyway, uh, we have a nice little question from our friend here on Twitter, which we've never met him in real life. We just keep using his questions. Um, and it's at iGreen. We're still in this content. That's what we do. <laughs> and we are. Uh, question of the day from at iGreen God. And he says over here on Twitter, oof, what could you give a 40-minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? Jason. Anything. Shannon. Environmental Anything. prevention strategies to prevent underage drinking. I could do it right now. Just let me know. I could give a 40-minute presentation on why the correct placement of toilet paper will make or break your day. And what I mean is underneath or over, as in like front, front, or upside down. Because the correct way is, you know, front side. Because the people who invented toilet paper have a diagram on how to put a toilet paper on a toilet paper roll. Did you know that trash bags, when you pull them out of the box, they're actually inside out? No, I did not know that. Okay. When this is over, you have to go to the kitchen. I want you to get a trash bag out. And what you're going to realize is that the seams are on the outside. And you're right. supposed to put it in there and, like, turn it over or something so that the seams are on the inside. I've just changed your life. 40-minute presentation, <sighs> not necessary, more like 40 seconds. Wow. Jason, mm -hmm. top that. Oh, uh, you can't. Okay, moving on. So I'm just gonna forty Oh, oh, forty okay. minutes that you don't have. Forty you minute can't, presentation. You, can't plan for it, on, you don't have to. Oh man, I wish I had a funny bit. Bro, I come on. Um. Oh, how to sell? Uh, no. Come on, Jason. Uh, forty minute presentation on why Bigfoot would be a good date. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we we did a bit. We did a we did a rap about this. Uh, I don't know. It was months ago. But this guy was an actual um, Bigfoot dude, a Bigfoot enthusiast. So he would literally go hunting for Bigfoot. 
um and we had a whole story about how uh well, actually we had several one where he jason took bigfoot on a date but there was one where it was cryptids in general so it was like the loch ness monster it was a full rap and about this. oh yeah it was like a dating show it was crazy fuck wild yeah. anyway uh that is the segment for question of the day uh jason let's let's get into it all right so now it's time shannon for you to get your rap song i'm so excited uh, what would you like your rap song to be about would you like to be a story would you like me to tell a story about whatever you'd want me to what would you like it to be what would you like i want it to be sophisticated Okay. And jangly. What? What is jangly? I mean, I don't I don't know. You're the rapper. So you're just going to make you, up Jason. You're just going to make up a term and then make me figure out what that is? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Um all right, so a physicist words are so hard for you tonight sophistication I mean, is not gonna happen tonight clearly so a physicist so maybe mm. you, maybe you should mm. just go for jangly can you say jangly do it a, a <laughs> um a jangly <laughs> bro sophisticated Sophie, sophisticated. <laughs> sophisticated. 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 Sophisticated is not even the hard part. It's jangly, the hard part. <laughs> Bojangles. You haven't right, even there, tried to say that. What, would you like me to tell a story, or do you want me to just make a cool song up about, about your life? Cool song about my life. Ooh, right. okay. So, Shannon, uh, do Trey, you have oh. a stage name? Or would you like us to give you one? Or do you have a nickname that someone called you in the past? Oh, I totally want you to give me one. Mm. Well, I mean, the one that my family calls me is Shanny with a fanny. I'm saying it. That's it. You, that's your stage name. Okay. Uh, okay, Jason, what were you going to say? Uh, give me a slow one today. I'll do my best. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get it. Yo, 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 it's DJ Sound Effects, Shanny with the family and Scout the Psalmist on the mic. Let's get it. Let's let it. Let's get Check, check, check it. Check the check mic, 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 mic. Yep. Here we go again. I was telling you what I do and when. Now I gotta say that it's real. Yeah, this is a story about Shannon. She keeping it chill. Yeah, she gets a jangly every single day when her hair is tangly. She be running this way. She get it all with the head bone. But you get the headphones and you're thinking that you got your fan on. I ain't trying to bird tear. Only if I live again. Looking for the people in Washington. She's just chilling out again. Hanging out with Obama. And she just say it, bro. She's like, I got this dog on lock. This is what I know. Oh, then she's watching Marine File. One, two, three, or five. Don't know why, but I try. Only as it goes up and down and never see the sound. She'd be like, oh, I did it all. Now I run around. She is straight running dare. 
programs all day And only if she can't rearrange All the different ways And all the different words she say Cause she get it gone She is so sophisticated I can even say it y'all She got her glasses on And a little jumpsuit Don't know why she has a jumpsuit Only if I go But now I breathe Cause I still don't ever really know If I gotta say That I'm sitting in a group home Trying to rearrange my life Is it all messed up Sometimes we gotta give up And then we don't know what We be doing if I still can't be Oh my gosh, this is a naked baby looking at me I don't even know where I go, but now it's the same I can rearrange words, cause I'm going insane Trying to make the same words and the little phrases Like that little kid, are you a transformer? That's amazing And why are you not in my toy box? I don't even know what you're doing Let the toy stop, ha, I don't even get it down Then I gotta go Sitting here like I know what Transformers do, bro. Oh, there I goes. don't even get it because I live it. I rip when I spit it because I know that I'm terrific. Ha, but now it's all the same, brother. <laughs> do what I was doing in my brain like, what Now I got to say that she'll never be a mother, but that's okay. That's what I'm saying if I could rather. Now I know Shannon's just chilling out in her room. She just hung up that little net thing on the side, dude, and that's nice. And she got her cool fan on. She breaking till the nighttime, writing the song. Oh, what am I doing? It's overcoming and overwhelmed. I knew that sometimes I could break it like the cat. I mean the dog. Sorry, it looks like a cat to me. I don't even know what I'm doing if I still can't see straight pooting and parting and farting and barting and bow and now we got to say because i'm thinking what i know oh it was really trey he was the one putin knew that i would break it like i never seen him do it anyways back to russia only if i got now i got to rap like forever i don't know now i got to say that it's all the same is there anything else i should add in this rap today Hey, only if I can't go. I think Teddy's about to have a heart attack, bro. Trying to freestyle with the beatbox. Only if the beat drops. I don't even know what I'm doing, homie. I rap a lot. <laughs> oh, that was the best. <laughs> I'm glad we made your night slash evening, Shannon. Oh, this is, we're like two hours past my bedtime. So this oh, yeah. Slap happy hours here. <laughs> I hope you thoroughly enjoyed that. It seemed that you did. What was it your was favorite fantastic. bit? It was fantastic. That was great. Absolutely great. This is Edie. She Hi, Edie. She's not a how cat. Do you, how do you spell that? E-D-I-E. And what's funny is she's not a cat, but she does kind of look like a bat. Yes, she does. Yes, a fruit she does. Bat. Big old she's fruit bat without wings. She's my girl. Well, thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you so much for always being uh, here to listen to us. <laughs> um, Come on, Jason, you one. got this. Keep oh, your no, I was looking at, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the show. Please let us know that you're loving the show by sending us an email at flowsforyoupod at gmail.com. Um, or go to our website at flowsyou.com and you can check out all the cool things we do. Hey, if you want me and Trey to do your birthday parties or any kind of fun event, please let us know. Again, at flowsyou.com. We'll gladly hang out with you and make up songs right in your face. Um, and oh, hey, I haven't brought this up in a while. If you're looking for a new website, make sure you go over to nomadweb.design, an amazing website for amazing people just like us. And uh, Trey, is there anything else I'm forgetting? 
if you guys want to be on the show feel free to hit us up at flowsforyou.com where you can message me and jason personally uh we'd love to hear what your question of the day is make it funny make it serious we're going to make it funny regardless of what it is uh but we really want to hear from our guests um and we want to hear from our people in the comments and all our subscribers and supporters uh because we want to make it personal we want to make the show personal for you and you know for you to come to the show just to hear if it's just for the question of the day portion it's it doesn't matter as long as you're there for the entire show uh, but we love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Um, a dollar a day would keep our budget away. Uh, so if you could actually uh, support us there over there on Patreon, we don't have one. Maybe we'll make one one day. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got, Jason. I'm, I'm working on our Twitch to actually have a uh, way people. Can oh like yeah, yeah. Support us on um, Twitch. We're actually live on yeah. Twitch. You can you can support I us. I appreciate way. that one person that's been watching us on Twitch the entire time. Thank you, whoever you are. You're amazing um and uh don't forget to throw a like and a heart up yep hook it up and uh now it's time for what i've been looking forward to this whole show is our closing bit where you my friend shannon get to pretend to be a therapist and you are trey's therapist <laughs> not making that joke what sucks, and um <laughs> what what's uh, what not making that joke i, I want to hear it now no no not gonna do it uh, you, you can do it afterwards. I, here's the tough part. She is a licensed therapist, so this can either get really deep or really funny or both. I hope it's I hope it's funny. That's what I'm looking for. So here's your opportunity. Uh, welcome to Trey's therapy session. Three questions. So Trey, tell me about that time when you were in love with that girl with pink hair. Oh, <laughs> did not expect this question. It's like we're about to get deep. Um, <laughs> Trey, oh, it's gonna, it's you know, here's the thing. Trey, let's focus. Here's the thing. I'm sorry. Let me let me keep, get my composure. I don't know. It, it was that one time um, we were at a concert. The pink hair stood out because there was nobody else with with pink hair, and I don't know. It was I don't know if it was the tomato she threw in my face or if it was the uh the baby yoda in her backpack or if it was the um the the only girl that actually smelled like she had worn deodorant that day uh in the concert um but that's what it was i mean really that that's that's my answer honestly that, i have nothing else to say about it so feeding back that you like the smell of um deodorant tell me about that time <laughs> Tell me about a time when you um, loved a piece of corn. <laughs> this is an amazing story because I can't. I'm actually, I'm actually really glad you asked. Corn is 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 made up is is introduced associated with or put into almost everything we eat here in america but when you break it down to just an, an ear of corn a corn on the cob one fresh off the stock there is nothing better than eating it straight from the source but that's all i have to say about that that was a terrible answer trey um all right, look, it was one time, okay? I don't know where it went. It was gone in, in a matter of five seconds. I ate the whole thing. I put it away. I'm sorry. Oh, 
I know I, I know I stole it from from uh whatever her name was with the pink hair. I don't even remember her name, but she has an entire farm and I stole just the one. It was just one stock. So um the last time we were together, we were talking about um <clears throat> how you have a lot of hate for um boxes. So I really want to go and revisit that and go back there and see if you've done any work to address your hate of boxes. So believe it or not, I have worked for several merchandising companies that <laughs> all include boxes, Nabisco, Jacent, and Amazon. And my hate for cardboard has never been more seething than my time when I fell down an entire three-story box that I climbed up on top of just to see what was inside. And I kid you not, there was a whole firefighter squad that had to get me out of that one box. And my PTSD has never been stronger than that one time. And that's where it all stems from. Well, I got we, paper cuts all the way down, by the way. We, we got to come up with a treatment plan on that one. <laughs> That story never happened. <laughs> but the no, I did the first. But the corn and the pink-haired girl did. No. <laughs> that would have been an amazing story, though. Uh, no, I did work for Amazon. I have worked for Nabisco, and I have, and I'm working for Jason. They're all, uh, well, Amazon. I had to work. I had to give people uh, cardboard boxes. I was called. I kid you not. The role was called Spider Monkey. And I literally would, would supply people with, with corrugate and like boxes. And then for Nabisco, everything they had came in cardboard boxes that I had to put on the shelves. And then for Jason, all of my product comes in giant boxes. So that was hilarious. All right. Thank you so much uh, for the session, uh, Shannon. Uh, just let me know how much we owe you at the end of the show. And we'll try to get it to you in form of A NFTs. A whole lot. Thank you guys for coming to the show. Make sure if you want to see this show live, come over on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch um, on Mondays at 8 p.m. CST um, and check us out. Please join in the conversation. Uh, if you're just listening to the podcast like you normally do, keep doing that. But we'd love to have you on Mondays. Uh, Y'all are amazing. Thank you so much for everybody being here. And I hope you have an awesome, awesome night. Sleep well. And remember to put the chocolate syrup in a different place than your baby <laughs> than your baby's face remember guys flows for you flows for you it's what we do now it's what we do somebody has to press the intro button tree let's go it's not my job oh that's what <laughs> bye y'all oh stay on the phone for a second shannon so don't leave the phone here. we've been on the phone this entire are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you. Flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you. Flows for you. This is what we do.